Kelly stared out the window and rubbed his chin. As the silence settled in, Kelly started to remind Amira of the type of person on the train who cussed out loud when there was a delay. There was always that one passenger who seemed to believe that the train had been delayed only for them, as if no one else had been inconvenienced in late. And as time went on, they became angrier at the fact that they couldn't speak to a manager rather than bothered by the delay itself. The car rolled along in the glittery snow, and for the first time since they'd been dating, Amir felt that Kelly was acting particularly white. We're doing fine. I'm doing fine. Welcome to We're Doing Fine, book club edition. I'm Lisa. And I'm Roby. And this month, we read Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. We did, and it was um, surprisingly good. Not that I was expecting it to be bad, <laughs> it's just not the kind of book I've ever read, ever. Really? Yeah, no. I think the closest thing I got to it was On a Holiday, I ran out of books to read, and my <laughs> mum lent me P.S. I Love You. Oh, okay. And I also loved that one, so I don't know why I don't like reading these kinds of books. And when I say <laughs> these kinds of books, I just mean adult books. <laughs> like, give me that YA, please. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Um, Well, do you want to give us a quick summary of the book? Um, I will try. Um, So the book is about Amira. Mm-hmm. And Alix. Yes. Alix is a substantially rich white woman. Yes. Um, who made all of her money off of writing letters to get mm-hmm. free things, essentially. Um, Amira is a, <clears throat> a, a struggling graduate. Um, mm-hmm. She's yet to get a good job, and she's very aware of that. Mm-hmm. She is a babysitter, so she babysits Alix's daughter. And I feel like it's probably an important time to mention now that Alix is white and Amira is black. Yeah. Because the novel starts off with um, an, an egg being thrown through Alix's window. Mm-hmm. So she calls Amira, <clears throat> she calls Amira at 10pm. Yep. And says, can you please come and look after uh, Briar? just get her out of the house for a bit because the police are coming around. Yep. So <clears throat> Amira, who was at a friend's birthday party, turns up not dressed like a nanny. No. <clears throat> she was at a party. She was in she party was, clothes. She was in party clothes. She and was we've appropriately all dressed for the situation that she had planned on. Exactly. So she takes Briar to a supermarket because this adorable little girl likes to look at the nuts and smell yep. the tea. And if that isn't the cutest thing I have <laughs> ever read, I don't know what is. Um, it all kicks off at the start of the novel when mm-hmm. Amira is accused of stealing a child, yep. Briar. So it is over fairly quickly. They just call Briar's dad. Dad comes down and says, mm-hmm. this is disgusting. How dare you accuse my babysitter of this happening? Mm-hmm. Um, but it it changes everything from Alexi's behaviour towards Amira to Amira's attitude towards her job as a babysitter. Yep. Um, And the novel 
then wraps its way around Alik's trying mm-hmm. to become Amira's best friend. Yes. And during all of this, there was a video taken of the altercation yes. between Amira and this security guard from the grocery store. So that becomes a big turning point in the novel. And also the who of took who the person who took the uh, video. He becomes yes. a very important character. Exactly. So if you haven't read it and you think that sounds amazing, I'm going to read it, then pause us here. Read because it. Because from now yeah. on, we are going to spoil the fuck out of this amazing <laughs> book. Yes. Um, so this is your warning. Pause it real quick. Read the book. Come back and join us once you've finished. I managed yes. to binge it in three days because it's... Obviously, as you'll all know probably, I'm on Audible. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And... It's all. It's like eight hours long, maybe nine. Yep. But it's so easy to listen to. Like the amount of times I've gotten back from working and sat in my room, to finish a bit because the tension is so. Yeah. <gasps> like it is such a. It's well paced. It, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't even I... know how long it would feel like in a as a as a proper book. I I mean I read it about four days, um. Two of them while I was camping, I got about halfway, and then the other two were just, like, just a couple nights that I just binged it, because it was very, like, I would text Robbie, and I'm like, have you started listening to it yet? Because I want to talk about things. Please, (laughs) please tell me, because I want to talk. Yeah, and I think this is the first time that I had started it when Lisa asked. I was just like... So I was maybe half an hour away from the bit that you were talking about. So yeah. then I messaged you next, being like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and then because time zones, you were like, you got way ahead of me. And I was like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I just assumed you were ahead. <laughs> well, let's start off. Who's your favorite character? Well, shall we f- finish explaining what happens in the book? Oh, yes. We, yeah. I get where you were confused because we started that and then I stopped us for spoilers. <laughs> so um, I said, right, what what needs to be talked about? So the person that filmed the video was mm-hmm. a man called Kelly. Yes. <clears throat> Kelly Copeland, is that right? Kelly Copeland. Kelly Copeland. Six filmed foot it. six and adorable. Oh, he we did love to hear it. Yeah. So he recorded a video. He ended up chasing Amira, sending mm-hmm. the video. Amira said, I don't want to use this video, please delete it. So mm-hmm. he was like, right, well, I've emailed it to you, but I've deleted it from my from my photo reel. She was like, cool. However, throughout the process of the novel, Amira and Kelly end up dating. Kelly yep. is a white man, so Amira's like, white man. Uh, but they fall in love. It's mm. all very nice. Um, I think it's over the space of like, like five or six months, isn't it? Yeah. Because I think the end of it's in, like, the new year. The um, end of the book happens, like, I think right around Christmas time, yeah. Yeah. And the and this supermarket situation happens in September. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway. Apt so timing while... on our part. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, so while Amira and Kelly are dating, on the other side of it, Alix decides that she doesn't really know anything about her babysitter and she feels bad about that because her babysitter went through all this awful stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was def- it definitely like 
she wanted to get to know Amira from good intentions. However, it gets very sinister. She yes. starts to um, look at notifications on her phone. She starts to... Um, just snooping. Just, yeah, snooping. She, like, gives her free bottles of wine. Mm-hmm. She asks questions like, are you going out tonight? Do you have a boyfriend? Um, but she, I think... The, she does it in, it like, the it... shadiest way possible. She's just yeah. like, oh, I'm going to offer her these offer her these things. So she's obligated to talk to me. Mm-hmm. But I think what's really noticeable is that she doesn't ask any actual questions of substance. Like, mm-hmm. if you wanted to get to know somebody, there's, quite, there's like, go-to questions you would ask. Where's your family from? Like, do you Yeah, what do you like to do in your free time? Did you study at uni? Mm-hmm. Where's your other part-time job? Yeah, where's like, your other part-time job? <clears throat> like, it's the fact that at the end, so, you know, you'll, you, you'll all have read the book at this point. It's at the end when she's like, did you join the Green Party to spite me? And Namir's like, I've worked at the Green Party longer than I've worked with you. Like, oh what God. are you on about? Like, it was just... Yes, because Alix <clears throat> has a, is a participant of the Clinton campaign. Because mm-hmm. the book is set in 2015? Um, yes. 2016? 20, 2015. No, 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they go into 2016. Yeah. Because she buys her a diary and she fills out all the pages, which yep. is creepy. But, but not not creepy. It was, an, it was a job offer in the form yes. of a new diary. Yeah. And for our American listeners, that's a planner. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> weekly planner diaries are things that girls write in because if it's a boy it's a journal apparently because we have to unnecessarily gender everything yeah fair you write dear diary today Susie q made fun of me (laughs) today amira didn't want my free wine (laughs) (laughs) today amira wouldn't let me give her a glass of wine and tell me all of her secrets how dare. Why could I? Why could I see Elix doing that? Oh my god! Because it's true. Yeah, right. So let's wrap up the whole process of the novel real quick. Yep. Long story short, turns out uh, Kelly used to date Alix in the mm-hmm. high school when she was known as Alex, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it all kicked off with her. Um, there was a misunderstanding with a letter. She thought uh, uh, Kelly had given away her details and, like, the security code. So all Kelly's friends came around and started a party. So she got her nanny to call the police. And then one of the boys lost his scholarship. And he was black. So everyone decided she was massively racist. Mm-hmm. And would, like, like make plantation jokes. Um. So then Alix starts to, like, shout at... Um, Kelly and then gives and then she sneaks into Alix's emails no and then she sneaks the... into Amira's and then what, she Alix's it oh wow <laughs> sorry wow no that I just I can't do this podcast anymore after that one <laughs> uh, I'm done guys um, yeah so she leaks Amira's video <clears throat> Alix, uh, Amira assumes it was Kelly, breaks up with him. Mm-hmm. But then they f- she finds out just before there's An a big televised yeah. response to it mm-hmm. that it was actually Alix. 
So I th- I think she was actually very well behaved in that video. Yeah. Like, I think no, she definitely and that's the thing, is she knew going in that she had to be the well behaved one. Yeah, this is true. Because, you know, you can't be an angry black woman. And even, like, regardless of, you know, if this were a real situation, they probably would have found a way to make her look, like, bad because, you know, racism. Mm -hmm. But then poor Zara having to be the one that kicks up a storm. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. Speaking of, who's your favorite character? Right, here we are. We've reached the end now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we have the same one, probably. I don't know. I think you'll be shocked by mine. Oh, okay. My favourite character is only Briar. Oh, that's true. Briar is very good. I love her so much. She's so cute. She is very sweet, and she's very cute, and she calls she calls all ladies nice lady. Yeah. <laughs> I it my was... favourite Zara, because I, I, mean, that I makes want sense. a Zara in my life. I am your Zara. That's it's just true, but you're so far away. I know, that's what makes it difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one particular line of, of Briars that I was absolutely crying at. Which one? I can't remember. She has so many good ones. Mm-hmm. I liked when she was trying to explain <clears throat> that her fish got, got chicken pox because her <laughs> fish had died. And Amira... Uh, Alix had asked Amira to pick up a new one, and the new one had dots on Black it. Black dots on it, yeah. No, I loved when they went to the cinema and she says something. Oh, was God. it when she shushed Amira? No, but that was also adorable. <laughs> <clears throat> it was like they got to the cinema and Briar just taps the seat beside her and goes, you sit here now. No. <laughs> And I was like, yes, you do. That's because that's your favorite type of child. Like, you don't really like children, but you like direct ones. I like adult children. Like, I like children that you can talk to like an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, with Ry- with Briar being such a big part of the book, we didn't really get any questions about her. I know, that's why I brought her up, because I was very upset. Yeah, you sorry. listeners need to step up your game. Speaking of listener questions, we got a lot of really good ones. I don't know if we're going to be able to get to all of them, but here we go. Here we go. Feel free to jump in if there's, like, one that you really want to answer. Okay. All right. This first one comes from Jenna. Thank you, Jenna. It says, Alix insists that she does what she does because she knows what is best for Amira. Obviously, she is wrong. But can anyone actually know what's best for another person? No. Nope. I think you are given legal responsibility over these things when you have children. Yep. Or put, or put, you know, when you're put in the care of an elderly relative. Yep. But if you've ever been a child, you know your caregivers always end up fucking you up somehow. <laughs> Everyone yep. needs therapy. But also, like... When it comes to people that are Amira and Alexi's age, no, mm-hmm. get the yeah. fuck. You can give somebody all the information and then they make the decision themselves. Exactly. Like you can give people information. You can give them advice, mm-hmm. but it's not up to you to make decisions for them. 
you know. And it's it's a shame. I was with Alix the entire way. Yes, she was a bit creepy, but I really did like the way she was just trying to befriend her mm-hmm. her sitter. And also, I think there was a total pressure from all of her friends. So yeah. Alix has a group of white friends, and they are all obsessed with their sitters. Well, they're not all necessarily white. There's Tamara. Tamara is black. Sorry, yes, this is true. Apologies. Um, I'm more meant, like, culturally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Um, but I'm sure we'll get onto that later. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's like um, like they're all obsessed with their sitters, and they're like talking about how one of them even says, "Oh, don't don't be worried about being weird with Amira. I set my sitter out for a pregnancy test." Yeah. So all all of a sudden, like, it's almost as if um, Alex is being told, "You're not close enough with your nanny." Yeah. Like you don't know enough about her. You should be friends with her. And she they should be all, part of the family. Like, all of these women, like, they seem to feel like they have this claim over their nanny's personal lives. Yeah, yeah. Which is just so insidious. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be born from the fact, I think most of them have nannies, don't they? Yeah. So they have, like, full-time, possibly live-in nannies, whereas mm-hmm. Amira comes around three times a week for a yeah. couple of hours. So, like, there probably is that different sort of bond with a nanny because mm-hmm. they probably live with you. So you probably have breakfast with these people. Yeah, um, or, like, they might sleep over or, like, you know, they they cook dinners and they're just around more. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, like, you know, that it's, like, Alix is being forced to fit in a relationship that she literally doesn't have time to yeah. develop. So she's just like clawing at anything. Yeah. Um, and I, I felt bad for her because I was like, oh, she just wants to, you know, she feels bad. She wants to be close with this person that looks after her child. I don't think it was necessary, unnecessarily out of order to want to know more about the person that is literally raising your child. Yeah. It's just the way she went about it was so bad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's, I was with her and I was like, oh, you're just doing this so badly. And then she leaked the video and I was like, oh, you're just a cunt. Okay, yeah. I see I see what's happened here. <laughs> and I wanted to add on to this question. Does her intentions even matter? At the end of the day? Not at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's that's what I mean, like, at the start of the day and also at the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's such a yeah, it's such a good goal. You just wanted to know her and be her friend and let her know that that you're oh, so apologetic that you put her in that position. Yeah. And then it was just like in a steady, steady slope down, and I was like, oh, Alex, no, please, no. Well, I think that steady decline also came with the introductor with the introduction of Kelly Copeland. Um, we yes. have a question from Karina that actually connects to this. How did you react? when it was revealed that Kelly linked Amira and Alex in a whole new and unexpected way. Oh my god, I lost my shit. Genuinely. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. Usually I, yeah, I see I these things. It. Usually I see these things. But I didn't. I saw it coming, but I think that might have just been part of like actually reading it. Like I had the time to get those like small context clues that they were. Yeah. That they were the same Kelly. But, um, yeah, I think that entire relationship just snowballed the fuck out yeah. after Kelly's introduction. 
because like once you bring in all of that backstory and sex yeah oh my god that that was the creepiest bit when Alix was panicking on on Thanksgiving in her room, oh, yeah. and she was like, she like she also just just had like, uh, um, a um, sort of realization that my sitter has sex with yeah. Kelly consensually, repeatedly, and I was like, yeah. Alix, you're thinking about this too much. Stop thinking about your sitter having sex, please. Like, That's please weird. think about your poor child who just barfed. Exactly. That was okay. So that's one thing I want to say. This book is so good at writing chaotic scenes. Yes. Like where everyone else is talking. Because I felt that. I felt the panic reading it. And I had to like go back and reread. Be like, I missed something. Oh my god. There's there's pe- there's pieces. And like, I literally skipped back 30 seconds twice. Like I was, yeah. No, I was just like panicking. I was like, there's too much going on. Everyone is talking. Yeah. It's very, very well written. I think that and like towards the end when everything was like happening with the interview, I was like, oh, oh, no, what? Oh my what? God. Ah. Oh my God. Yes. I wish I'd had my Apple Watch because my new fun thing is mm-hmm. living through stressful experiences and then <laughs> checking back my heart rate. This has nothing to do with the book, but last night I watched Away on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Great TV show. Everyone should watch it, but it's very intense and very stressful. Mm-hmm. So I, I went and looked at my heart rate. And my sitting, my resting heart rate for the whole day was sixty seven. But on oh the one God. hour I was watching the finale of, um, on mm. the one hour that I was watching the finale of Away, it was at ninety seven. Oh my God! I was stressed to fuck. I also <laughs> ugly cried. Oh. Anyway, back to Kylie Reed's beautiful novel. Yes, we have another question from Stephen. Stephen says. Kelly and Alex both accuse each other of fetishizing black people and culture in different ways. Is one more insidious than the other, and is one of the characters more correct in their accusation? Okay, that's a lot. Um, it's it's not. Okay. It's not. I just um, I don't want to get the wrong answer, basically. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very powerful question. Yeah. Um, I don't think either is more insidious. Yeah. I think... Arguably, Alix is possible. There's less evidence to accuse her of it. Yeah. Because a lot of the things are like, you know, a lot, a lot of one of the fetishisms from um, that Alix was accused of is a uniform. And I think it was really unfair, especially of yeah. Amira at the end, to do that dig about a uniform because at no point did she ask her to wear that uniform. Yeah, no, Amira, it was just one of those things that kind of just happened. Mm hmm. Like, Amira didn't want to wear her good t-shirt, so Alik said, well, I've got all these spare, let her write, or no, let her speak polo shirts you're welcome mm-hmm. to use. And it was, <clears throat> Amira kept asking for them. Like, yeah. Or not, or not kept asking for them, but kept accepting them. Mm-hmm. But at no point did Alix ever ask her, can you wear this? No, I think that was, it was like one of those unintentional things. Like, it would have been good for her to, like, you know, just do a checkup and be like, you know, you don't have to wear this or something. But, like, that's also yeah. something that they didn't have quite the relationship to be, like, you know, mm-hmm. possibly even comfortable having that conversation. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, so, Alex, my other thing about Alex, it's not necessarily fetishizing, it's more infantilizing. But, like, with both of her nannies, she's just like, well, I'm just, I'm just protecting this black nanny that's coming to my house. 
to take care of me or my children. Like she takes the role of caretaker because they cannot take care of themselves. And I think that might be more insidious as far as Alex goes, but also Kelly is just, I mean, the fact that he does have like, it seems, sounds like a lot of black friends. Yeah. So it may not be as insidious as far as like his appreciation of the culture. Um, but then I think you have to go back to when he was in high school. He deliberately yep. sought out the friendship of black people. Yeah, that's true. Like, and that's I think the idea of sort of um, putting um, black people in the black culture on a pedestal because you yeah. think that it's cooler or better or different than you yeah. is equally as insidious. Not possibly quite as damaging as the yeah. other forms of it, but it's very unfair to them. Well, it's like, a, like... it's the toxic positive, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like with Asian people, they're like, oh, well, Asian people are just super smart. But like, that can have negative effects on how they react within the society. Yeah. I will I will say, this was one of those novels that I absolutely loved reading. Mm-hmm. But was slightly nervous about doing the book club for. Yeah. Because as the whitest white boy... You will ever meet. <laughs> I read these books and I love the insights and then I'm like, how the fuck do I record a book club about my thoughts on this when realistically I don't have any thoughts on this. Like I'm at the point where I'm <laughs> accepting this information yeah. from black authors and black people and I read things on Twitter and stuff. And until I build up more knowledge about it. Mm-hmm. But even then, when I have, I could like listen to everything any yeah. black person has and ever said. Never I will never, yeah, I will never be in a position to say, yeah, but or cool, but mm-hmm. or what about this? That's it's not the position. So exactly, um, like everything we're saying is educated guesses, right? Like exactly, exactly, exactly. Like and it's educated guesses and discussions of experiences based on our own so like i would never say yeah but i read kylie reads such a fun age (laughs) and isn't it more like this um that would never happen like i will never do that because that would be such a thing to say yeah Yeah, like (sighs) but no um it was um it was terrifying to read see that first the first few chapters when yeah when it happened i was like holy fuck like i have i would have cried like like if i had been out with erin i took Mm. erin to the shops all the time when she was a toddler yeah if somebody had been like yeah but she's not yours this is she well no yeah that's wild but but that's the weird thing nobody ever accused me of not being her parent i had so many people telling Erin to make sure daddy bought her a sweetie before we left the shops and I was like you think Robbie her dad's... doesn't like to be called daddy well no I'm just like you think her dad's sober <laughs> enough to take her to Tesco next joke see I had I mean the opposite experience growing up because I mean it didn't happen very often but it did happen a couple of times where people did not think that my mother was mine mm, Yeah. just because I'm biracial and I don't look like my mother (laughs) you don't know no um like especially like when we were on vacation or elsewhere where i looked more like the people who were local 
they would just be like, so what's this tourist doing with a local kid? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, yeah, no. So, yeah, I, I could not say that I've had that experience because I've been in the Briar's position. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And my mom is the... I mean, nothing really bad probably would have happened because my mom is the whitest person. Like, she looks like Robbie's mom. She looks like she could be Robbie's mom, yeah. (laughs) If I didn't have my mom, your mom Mm -hmm. would be the best next mom. Yep. But we love Lorraine. We do love Lorraine. Glad to have her. All right, just to make Robbie more uncomfortable. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we have a question from Ellie that says, when it comes to race relations presented in the novel, do you ever find yourself identifying more with either Alix or Amira? Right. So this is one that I was thinking about because I did read this one. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I definitely felt, I definitely understood more of Alix's experiences. Mm-hmm. But I also definitely um it was a it was a difficult one because i think amira represents millennials as we are like yeah like she's broke as fuck she's a shit job she has a ton of friends that are way more successful than her mm-hmm. but for no apparent reason like they all just sort of lucked out yeah like they all just got jobs when they left uni and it's not like amira wasn't trying to get a job um She's got a shitty apartment. Um, she hates her job, sort of, but she loves Briar. Mm-hmm. So, like, all of those experiences I super related to. But then the the sort of attitudes and experiences that Alix had, I also understood that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, apart from the whole, I'm going to reveal my nanny's worst secret. Yeah. But, um, but um, it was definitely a bit of both because I think... There's some level of um, intersectionalism there, mm-hmm. whereas I understand where where Amira, like I related to Amira more socially, economically, yeah. but I definitely related to Alix more racially. Okay. <laughs> I guess, yeah. No, that makes sense because, yeah, I would have, my original answer was going to be like, I don't really feel like I would relate to either of them as far as as far as uh, race relations, just because, I mean, it depends on who you ask if I'm white or not. (laughs) Um, And I've never really had that, like, wasp hive mind behind it. Um, For our British listeners, wasp stands stands for white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Robbie questioned me before about that. Um, (laughs) I've never heard this before. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I would agree that, like, socioeconomically, I identify a bit more with Mira, except for the fact that I think my first apartment's pretty okay. I mean, it's not the best, but I did live with my mom forever. And she is also, oh no, she's in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm in the Bay Area. And I saw their starting salaries, and I was just like, hello, what? That's money? People money. think people can survive off this shit? 
Oh my god, wait, you thought their salaries were too low? Yeah. <laughs> okay, honey, I pay thirteen fifteen a month for half an apartment. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Why do you live there? But also, why do they pay you more for living there? Why don't they just make the accommodation more reasonable and then have normal wages? <laughs> I don't understand. Because capitalism. Oh. See, yeah, no, Robbie. Because I had mentioned before some like in just like in passing something about like their salaries to Robbie, and I I think he thought that it was a lot. That I thought that it was a lot. Well, I think it's a lot. I mean, it is a lot, probably, for the area. I don't know. I only know our own fucked up economy in the Bay. Like My my apartment when... is cheap as fuck here. It was when Shawnee got, like, the... Six, is it $62,000? Yeah, that's decent money. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I make, that, that is I make, very good. I make £20,000 a year. Yep. Just gonna let that linger. I'm just smiling at Robbie. Mm-hmm. You're just gonna awkwardly Cause... wait it out. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, I know how much you make. <laughs> <laughs> but you also know that I'm still somehow poor as fuck. Well, that's probably because you budget for takeout. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm poor as fuck and I don't budget for takeout, so. <laughs> that's how I. That that's how I have a saving, so I can come visit you, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I thought that was just because you got taxed back every year. Well, I mean, I do do. I, I do get that sometimes. Yeah. It's not a guaranteed, but. No. Every year I assume I will because I'm like, I've definitely paid too much tax. And it turns out <laughs> I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I've paid exactly the right amount of tax. I'm just poor as shit. And I'm like, oh. See, every single happen. time Robbie's like, should I get takeout? And I'm like, no. Well, first, I'm I like, just... do you have food in your fridge? And the answer is always no, because I don't buy food. Ah, oh, Robbie. That's There's why you're food in my freezer. I'm yeah. going to be a boomer and be like, you buy too much takeout, that's why you're poor as fuck. Yeah, no. It's all I'm, the avocados. I'm, I'm the worst. I genuinely am the worst uh, millennial, because I am the example that the boomers need. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, shall we get back? Yes. Uh, another question from Stephen. The story is told from both Amira and Alix's point of view, who are vastly Alix. different. Alix, sorry. Alix, yes, darling. I had to ask Robbie before we started how we pronounced her name because he heard it and I just read it and my brain could not just, could not yeah, say not Alex. I find it a very interesting um, sort of part of the different um, experiences of reading versus audiobook mm -hmm. because in the audiobook it was such a big deal like from the very first time her name is said it's mm -hmm. Alix <laughs> Alix um, and it's only when there's like flashbacks and they're getting called uh, and I know there's it's actually a bit the narrator goes uh, before, Al before Alix was known as Alix she was originally known as Alex or something like that yeah um, or it was like when Alix was um um was only just Alex or whatever. Yeah. But like it, it played on the the that when she's Alex she's less and when she's Alix 
she's more, she's rich, she's great, she's powerful. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it's just... When uh, she's Alec, she's new money trash. Mm-hmm. How dare new money want to spend it? Fuck. Rude. How dare they not know, just that invest? Mean, if I become really rich, I'm not allowed to spend wealth. it. wealth. Yeah. Donate She's to mutual just... funds, y'all. Anyway. <laughs> it's true, they'll do that. But yeah. Um, how did this affect the narrative, and whose voice did you like better? Well, how did the audiobook? Well, I mean, just affect the narrative and, like, I mean, yeah, for the for the audiobook and just, like, for the book as a whole. Because they do sound very different, even when you're What's... just, like, reading it. What was the whole question? Oh, the story is told from both Amira and Alix's points of view, who are vastly different people. How does this affect the narrative, and whose voice did you like better? Hmm. Okay. So, hmm. I think Alix's was more entertaining in a crazy way. Does that make sense? Yes. I think I'm thinking of it differently because in the audiobook, it was definitely like a third part, like a third part. No, it is third person, but it's like from. But yeah, but what I mean is the way it was read was it was as if it was the same person telling the one story about these two people. Mm -hmm. But so the biggest difference was when they read their voices, like when Amira was talking, they would put on a character. Um, So. I mean, it is third person, mm. but even just, like, the wording around the two are very different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing, is I, I didn't, I guess I didn't notice that because I wasn't reading it off the page. Mm. Okay. Um, um, I'm glad we do audiobook and, and reading. I, I think it brings a very different conversation. Yeah. To, like, our book club really is ahead of the time. <laughs> Ahead of the curve. You know, it's it's the it's the <laughs> podcast people deserve. It really is. You should all tell all your friends that we're great. Mm-hmm. Read it's books early with for us. that, Robbie. We're still talking about the book. <laughs> <laughs> Word of mouth. <laughs> Word of mouth is our best way of getting new listeners. <laughs> um. We're so meta now, <laughs> making fun of ourselves. Um. Yeah. No. Um. So what was the question? Which one did we prefer? I yeah. think I'm with you. I definitely preferred Alexis, but from a more sort of chaotic energy kind of way. Like, yeah. I was excited to find out what happened to her, whereas when I was reading about Amira, I was just constantly like, oh, God, oh, Jesus, you just deserve all the nice things, and I don't think any of it's going to happen. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. I just wanted the best for her. And she was like... She's just such a cool, chill person, and I'm like, I'd want to be your friend, except I probably would get frustrated with her because she is a woman of few words, and I'm just like, you know me, I you're, like, to, I like to chat. You're very extroverted, and I feel yeah. like Amira is probably definitely not. Oh my god, I loved her when she was like, we we were gonna have they like they were going for um a Netflix party and they were gonna get takeaway yeah and but someone's having a quick lunch and why are you having a quick oh we're going out for drinks 
Mm-hmm. When was that? I don't want to, but it's Shawnee's big day. She got a new job. Yeah, but why can't we just celebrate in the flat? And I was like, yes, uh, me, bra, <laughs> I am with you. Yeah. There's no need for shit like that. There's no need to go out drinking when you get a new job. I didn't do it. I got a Chinese. Well, you weren't allowed to. Well, I guess you guys can. You guys can in Scotland. Yeah, but it finishes at 10pm. The government yeah. is actively encouraging day drinking now. What a life. What a time. <laughs> I can't wait for future humans to look back at this period and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I'm terrified. I couldn't help but notice you look absolutely terrified. <laughs> All right. We have a question from Callum. Callum says, Alex, Alex, well, Alex devotes herself to befriend... <laughs> I just could watch your face while I was saying that. God damn it, you read the questions wrong. Oh, I can't. I'm using my phone to record. Okay. Sorry. Alix devotes herself to befriending Amira, but Amira only sees Alix as her employer. At the end of the day, did you find their friendship to be anything more than transactional? In what ways do you, each of the women try to either maintain or disrupt that boundary? I don't think Amira does at all. I don't think Amira is quite happy being paid to look after Briar. Yeah, no. Amira's just here for Briar. She's just like, the fuck? Yeah. And I think that the only point, possibly, but I don't even think this counts because she quits and then she tells um, Alex, you're a shit mum, basically. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be when you're overstepping the boundary. And I think... She definitely is too close to Briar for it to be a transact for it to be solely transactional. Yeah. Um, but I think that's inevitable when you're looking after children. Um, that is true. And then yeah, no, Alexi's entire storyline is about how she breaks that boundary. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Amira pushes back on maintaining it more professional when. She, I think there was a, t- a moment where Alix, for the second time, offered Amira to, like, have a glass of wine with her and chat. Yeah. And Amira was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. But aside from that, it was all on Alix's end, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, completely, yeah. Sorry, I'm just still so angry. I just remembered Kelly saying, the only person that hates that you're still a babysitter is you. Fuck off, Kelly. Oh, can we talk about Fuck that off. moment? And just, like, Kelly in general. Because we have not talked mm. a lot about Kelly. We've not, no. Kelly Copeland. Beautiful, beautiful, tall, tall man. Adorable man. Adorable. He's, he, 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 he says and does cute things. But he but, also says and does some not cute things. But, but at the end of the day, he still manages to be an angry white man. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. So for context, um, if you've forgotten or if you're still here and you haven't actually read the book. What the um, fuck? I know, what are you doing? It's a good um, book. <laughs> um, Amira finds out that the, um, the video of her in the supermarket has been released, blames Kelly, storms away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kelly starts to chase her and she just sort of starts like firing back, being like, you don't like this, you don't like that, you hate that I'm a babysitter. And Kelly just turns around and goes, the only person that hates that you're still a babysitter is you. Mm -hmm. And there's a perfect moment where Amira's like, do you know what? 
if Sarah had said that, I would have accepted it probably. Mm-hmm. If Kelly had said it and we'd known each other a couple months more, yeah. then I probably would have accepted it. If I'd been not quite as drunk as I am right now, yep. I probably would have accepted it. But f- the one thing is, Zara would never have used the word still. Yep. And I was like, oh. And that right there is why Kelly Copeland is a cunt. Well, I mean, that and the fact that he said the N-word with a hard R. Like, he first, first he said it. Second, mm. he said it hard R. What? How did you feel in that moment? Did they say it in the book? I'm always like... I don't remember them saying the word. Mm-hmm. I definitely had to, like... Because... So that was when I wasn't Bobby really... Bobby secretly in... rewound it so he could listen to someone say it over. I'm kidding. Rude. You can delete Rude. that. <laughs> no, no. It's all jokes. Well, no, I wouldn't. Um, I only say it because I know you absolutely wouldn't. Exactly. Um, no, it was one of those ones where... Because um, it's quite early on in the book. And I was... It was at that point where I wasn't really invested. I think I was walking home... Mm. And I was busy checking out cute ginger shirtless guys in the meadows. Oh, so many. But but then I heard in in you know, in the audiobook Amira being like, I can't believe he just used the used the hard R and oh there's only one hard R that people talk about. So I was like, Wait, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yep. So I was like, rewind and I didn't hear it and I was like, Rewind again and I still didn't hear it. So I don't know if I just didn't go back enough because the one thing that or Kylie Reid is an exceptional author and she, there's many many things that she's good at but one of the best things that I find is that she's very good at taking an event and then using so much other information yeah. that you almost sort of forget about it but I love that idea of like your thoughts get so overwhelmed about yeah. this one thing and then it's like you do you come back to it and you're like so it's like so you get thrown back into the position, but you have all of the thought process that that character that's experiencing it has mm-hmm. gone through, and you're like, Whoa. <laughs> like, it's like, just chill so intense. Out, Kylie Reed, I have anxiety. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But don't because reading your book was a pleasure. Oh, it was. It certainly was. Mm-hmm. And you can put that on a jacket cover if you want. I love. Okay, so. I'm too lazy to do this, but on the hardcover book that I have, it has Reese's Book Club on it. Oh. Because Reese Witherspoon has a book club, and this was part of it. I know. And I wanted to edit it so it says we're doing fine book club over the sticker, but I'm too lazy to do it. That would be quite funny. But I guess maybe don't use our quote as your. (laughs) <laughs> Callum, here you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess she won't use our quote. She's already got a book club. That's fine. Yeah. Ugh. More famous one, okay. Rude. All right, so we have a question from Jenna, and then we have a good question, and then we have a final question from Callum. Ooh. Okay, here we go. Jenna asks, I do believe that Alex's trajectory naturally leads to her releasing the video. However, I felt the book rushed through the aftermath of that decision for both Alex and Amira. Do you want to sit with the consequences of Alex's decision longer? 
<clears throat> so I totally agree, but I think it's a very deliberate thing because mm-hmm. I think the entire book is about their relationship. Yeah. And I think the consequences don't involve each other. Yeah. So I think if there was to be a book about how Amira lived without Alec, Alex, it would be an entirely different book. Yeah, that's true. And I, I loved, like, I messaged you being like, oh, we, we love a, we love a, a, a time jump. <laughs> because the, the time jump was the only time when she encountered Alex again in the supermarket. Yeah. Or possibly a sitter. I don't think she sees Alex, but she sees She Raya. sees Alex. Alex doesn't see her. Right, that's it. Um, and it was like then, at a Halloween thing two years later. Yeah. And I think that's really important, is that this book is about those two characters. Yeah. And so, like, don't get me wrong, I hated it. Like, I wanted more, but I hated it in the way that you're like, oh, oh no, I can't believe it's finished already. Yeah. Like, I think it was a really important and probably deliberate decision to be like, this is where it ends now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Personally. Yeah. I mean, I think it would have been interesting to sit with it longer, but I do think, just like in real life, like, these things ha- tend to happen fast. They're mm-hmm. unexpected, and, like, they're a bit of a whirlwind. So, I mean, it would have just been painful for Amira to have to sit in it any longer. Yeah. In the way the machinations of Alix's mind work. She had this all tied up in a little bow by the end of the weekend. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then she could move on with her life, with her perfect life, with her perfect babysitter who's no longer fucking her ex-perfect boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that is it, isn't it? Yep. <clears throat> oh, one one more comment, though, about Alix's. In the beginning of that flash forward, there was a flashback in which they showed that Alix did know that Kelly didn't actually yes. she leak her, her information. She found all this, all the letters that she was adamant Kelly had received, but Kelly was adamant he hadn't. She yeah. found them trapped in a little, like, gap between his locker. Yeah, and, and that so changed it... my perspective of Alix. Yeah, so much because it turns out she knew the entire time yeah that just made her so much worse in my brain i yeah. was just like oh oh she's yeah. just a little bitch she because would rather that... not admit she's wrong and play victim yeah because i don't think it would have changed anything from kelly's perspective but i yeah. think an apology would have entirely changed alexi's character from the beginning yeah mm-hmm all right, one more question from Callum. Were you satisfied with how the novel ended, or do you wish it had gone in a different direction? No, I loved it. I think, um, I think Alix releasing it, I mm-hmm. was shocked. It it makes complete sense in hindsight when you read back and you're like, it, as yeah. Jenna said, it was totally building up to that. Yeah. But I didn't see it coming until she was logging into the emails, and I was like, "No, yeah. no." Um, and then just the progression of how, um, how Amira blames Kelly, and then they overhear Lainey saying that, that video is the best thing that's ever happened to you, and then the reveal mm. on the interview—it just all works so perfectly. Yeah, I loved them. 
I loved how her time at the Chamberlains ended. I was kind of confused by, like, the flash by, yeah, by the, by the time jump. Like, not necessarily confused, but I was kind of just like, oh, well, life, yeah, life, life just moves on. It, it just, it's, yes, yeah. it's linear, and it might not be perfect. Like, nobody got a perfectly tied in a bow ending. It's yeah. just life. Yeah, totally. It wasn't, like, an amazing ending in that point, like... Yeah, as far as that way, it was just kind of like, yeah, life. It's unspectacular. Yeah. It really is. And on that. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> well, how would you rate the book? Um, I'd definitely give it a four and a half. Yeah. And it's getting a, it's getting a point five for completely blowing me out of the water because I, as I say, I definitely expected to be like. Adult fiction. <laughs> Every single time we pick a new book, I'm like, Robbie, but how about? What about <laughs> grown up like, books? What about different genres than fantasy YA? No. <laughs> I no Robbie just wants club. to read about birds and boys. It's true. I just need, um, I just need, um, Alex London to bring out some more novels. Yep. Yeah. Talking I, yeah. about more novels. Oh, sorry. I would give it a four and a half. Um, yeah, no, it was spectacular. I loved it. Um, I think the action kept going. It just took me a little bit to like, there was like a little lag in the middle where I was just kind of like, okay. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. Like, that that's my if that's my biggest complaint this is a fantastic book i enjoyed every minute of it i love the characters they're fun they're wild they're very well written they're very well written yeah i think especially like at the height of alexi's sorry i'm going back into the book again i'm sorry i know we're no, you're good finish. you're good but when um when alex chases after um kelly oh yeah and she's in that sort of like fever madness mm-hmm. you're and like girl what home. the fuck yeah but then she comes home and you realize she's left a child though. i know oh my and god like, and even she's like <laughs> everyone's just like Wah. yeah yeah there are a ton more questions that we didn't get to um if you would like to hear more from us let us know ask us questions in the facebook group we can we're more than happy to respond to your comments and be like, have discussions with you about your questions or anything else about these books because they're very oh, fun. Yes, yes, we will. Um, talking about these books, mm-hmm. um, it's time to announce our spectacular October <gasps> book. All right, drum roll. Drum roll. So for October, we will be reading. The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. I'm not excited about this one because I don't do spooky. Lisa doesn't do spooky. Um, I told him that if I get too scared and check it out halfway, book club's on him. I will take that. I'll take that. (laughs) Um, The best part is I might make uh, Amy read it. If it is too spooky for you, I'll make Amy read it. 
and we'll do what we did with Callum. We'll get Perfect. him in. It, or her in, rather. Um, warning for anyone that's watched the Netflix show and loves it. The book is very different. Very, very different. As in, they're not siblings. Oh. <laughs> just, just to throw that in there. I or have at least not I seen the Netflix so. because I don't do spooky. Yeah, no, Lisa's a chicken. I am. He's seen me. He's seen me watch a scary movie. I have. She <laughs> turned her hoodie backwards and put her hood up. <laughs> In the middle of a theater. I have no In shame. Yeah, no, she really doesn't. Yeah. Um, But that is it for us. Check out our Twitter at WDFcast and our Instagram at We Are Doing Fine. Um, use those, send us questions on the DMs, or if you prefer to go old school, send us an email at wearedoingfine at gmail.com. Or if you want to be real old school, you can join our Facebook group at We Are Doing Fine, where we're doing fine with Robbie and Lisa, same name as the podcast, and it's private, so just ask to join and we will add you. So quick. Yep. So quick. Um, and once you've done that, jump onto Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe. Give us five stars, or four and a half, because um, that seems fair, since that's all we give Kylie <laughs> Reid. Um, <laughs> and just, um, yeah, give us some comments about what you love, possibly don't like too much, or, you know, nothing negative, but, um, <laughs> you know, just tell us what you want us to do in the podcast. That's what I mean, we're if you want to hear more about Robbie's dating life, specifically mention that in the comments. Oh my God, yes, if I just get like eight reviews on Apple Podcasts being like Robbie's love life sucks, I will be very happy. It would make it worth it. Mm-hmm. Yes, please comment on Robbie's love life specifically. Yeah, ignore Lisa's. Yep, it's a mess. <laughs> and tell your friends about the podcast because word of mouth is our best way of getting new listeners. She did the thing. <laughs> Do the roar. <laughs> I don't want it. It's very late here. I don't want to wake up my roommate. That's fair. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So until the next book club, I don't know how to end this one. Yeah, until next it's month. It's not until next, until next month. Keep, keep reading, reading fine.